time again for the Guy Wonderful Show. And here's Guy. Thanks, Sweetcakes. This is Guy Wonderful, the talk radio show where if you are real lucky, you get to talk to me. And if I'm not lucky, I got to talk to you. So do we have people on hold? Lines are loaded, Guy. Then let them cool their heels for a second. Okay. I got to have a cigarette. I gotta quit. I gotta quit. Okay, let's do it. Line one, you're on the air with Guy Wonderful. Hi, Guy, I love your show. Shut up! You shut up until I finish saying my name. Okay. Okay. Line one, you are on the air with Guy Wonder. Guy? Uh, 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 uh. Wonderful. Okay, guy, I just want to Shut say- up. Enough already. Right on, guy. I'm crying out loud, there's only so much one man can take. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Damn. Sometimes I think I can't do this radio thing anymore. Don't say that, guy. No, I mean it. I mean it. I don't think I can do it anymore. I come on this show. Yeah. Work my butt off. Yeah. Bring in people. The best damn radio show Anywhere. Yes. Am I kidding? No. Anywhere. Anywhere. And then I have to put up with a bunch of crap. A bunch of crap. And I shouldn't have to do that, should I? No, guy, you shouldn't have to. Line two. You're a jackass. Shut up. What's going on here? I don't know, guy. Huh? I don't know what's going on. I would say that caller's remark was a little uncalled for, wouldn't you? I would say so, yes, sir. What's wrong with people nowadays? I don't know. What happened to caller civility? Good question. How many calls we got holding? Five, guys. Let's do it. Okay. Hello, caller. Hi, guys. Shut up. Next caller, hello. Yes, I just... Shut up. Line five, hello. Am I on the air? Shut up. And line six. Guy, uh... Shut up. Line four. Line four. Line four? Please don't blow me up. Shut up. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a peculiar podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. Clean. You're off. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and time. Well, as we are wont to do, Lisa Foster, we begin uh, with the bad news first. And uh, this week it is Cindy Williams from Laverne and Shirley. So both Laverne and Shirley are gone now. And Squiggy, that guy who plays Squiggy, Mm -hmm. is gone too. But Cindy Williams was 75 years old. And uh, this show was hugely popular. Oh, I watched it all the time. Did you? Uh, not all the time, but I, you know, it was a number one show for uh, a season or two. I think it was on the air six or six to eight seasons. So it was a big hit, spinoff of Happy Days. Right. And, uh, and uh, you know, everybody knows Cindy Williamson. Um, oh, gosh, well, who's Laverne? Help me with the... Penny Marshall. Penny Marshall, thank you. Yeah. Her her, uh, her brother produced the show, directed the show, wrote it, much mm-hmm. of it. And uh, the two of them 
Uh, it, to me, it harkened back to uh, I Love Lucy Day. Yeah. All right, girls. Now, this is your last chance. If one piece of candy gets past you and into the packing room unwrapped, you're fired. Yes, ma'am. Let her roll! <laughs> A lot of physical comedy with these two women. and Very funny. Very popular. Why are you calling me that? Because I like to call you that. I don't know. It sounds so dinery. It's much better than sure. I'll pick up. Daddy, please. Cindy Williams also, of course, was in... Uh, the movie American Graffiti, uh, ironically with Ron Howard, from whom oh, that's right. uh, you know, Happy Days was done, and then the first show was a spinoff. And then a great movie called The Conversation. I don't know if you ever saw it. It no. was an early Francis Coppola movie. Uh, just terrific, terrific film. Gene Hackman is in it, and Cindy Williams plays a mysterious woman who is uh, being sort of monitored and followed by this guy who records people's oh. conversations. And... Kill us if you got the chance. Wasn't that Gene Hackman that was in that? Yeah, I yeah. think I said that. Oh, G I was Gene... paying a bit of attention to you, as usual. Yeah, I know. Gene Hackman, in my yeah. opinion, one of the greatest female actresses of all time. <laughs> hey, uh, that was a spinoff of Happy Days. Yeah. Do you know what the other... I didn't realize there were so many spinoffs from the Happy Days show. That well, that lame Joni Loves Chachi show oh, was one of them. God, that lasted barely a year. Yeah. It should have lasted five minutes. Yeah. That's how long it should have lasted. Yeah, I agree. Do you know who else? No. Uh, uh, Mork see. and Mindy. Oh, yeah. Mork, You're right. With the Robin Williams um, yeah, that huge been, hit. That showed up on... Happy, that character showed up on that Happy Days. showed up on Happy Days. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Greetings, Fonzie. Remember me, Mork from Mork? You once called me the nutso from outer space. I think I must be dreaming of something like that, you know? Yeah, and yeah. actually, Laverne and Shirley, I'm looking at this now, they ran from 1976 to 1983, so that was a pretty long run. I guess yeah. you said eight years. Um and then Mork and Mindy ran at the same time. Another one, they tried to reboot um, the the Fawns and the Happy Days Gang. Oh, boy. Oh <laughs> that boy. lasted 12 seconds in 1980. Yeah, she played, uh, Cindy Williams played Shirley Feeney. Shirley uh, Feeney. Penny Marshall yeah. was Laverne DeFazio. And then yeah. they were roommates, basically, who worked as uh, bottle cappers in a brewery in Milwaukee. Yeah. And then they later moved the show to... Hollywood, I guess, or Los Angeles. Yeah. For for some reason, but it didn't seem to hurt its popularity. Several years ago, I got a call right out of the blue from a guy who said, uh, Hi, Pat. Uh, my name is Mark Rothman, and I would uh, love to meet with you and because uh, I want to talk about a play that I have written, and I'd like to produce it locally there in Seattle, and I'd like you to play the lead in my play. Wow. And so I thought, well, that okay. Well, it wouldn't hurt to go talk to the guy. So sure. it turns out I met him at a restaurant, and Mark Rothman was one of the producers of Laverne and Shirley. And he uh, he had moved to Seattle. He'd written the play when he lived in Hollywood, but he'd, he'd moved to Seattle, and he was looking to stage this play locally. But the reason he moved to Seattle I thought was fascinating. He was a uh, gambler, an inveterate gambler, mm. and he... When we were having lunch, he told me that he moved to Seattle because this Seattle area had the most 
casinos uh in in terms of per capita casinos of any mm -hmm. place in the United States. That's what because he told of the Indian because the Indian reservations. Yeah, they're all legal so. on the Indian reservation. Yeah. So when you're and he's apparently was a very very good gambler. At least that's what he told me. There's no such thing. But anyway, because <laughs> he knew how to he well he knew how to cheat basically. Oh. <laughs> uh, although he wouldn't have called it that, but you know how to cut cards and you know that kind of stuff. Count them and yeah. None of them I I understand at all, but he but he. Uh, came to Seattle because when you're a really good gambler and you're making a lot of money, they don't want you there. The casino no. doesn't want you there anymore. No. And they would, uh, you know, chase him off for various reasons. So because the Seattle area had so many casinos, he could just jump to another one and uh, and do, do his thing for a while there until he was forced to move again. You got no. Nothing ever came of that or the play, but that was my little connection to Laverne and Shirley. Hmm. So, hey, by the way, I've decided now, I'm thinking about this. I'm not officially uh, going to do this yet, but I'm thinking of changing my name. Have oh. you ever done that? When you when you got into yes. radio, I know that you were a traffic reporter. And yeah. go down the list of different names that you had uh, well, the on, first, on the radio. The first time I changed my name was when I got married which is total BS. I don't, I'm never going to, A, I'm never getting married again, but B, if I do, which I'm never going to, but if I did, which I'm yeah. not, yeah. I would not change my name. So. Girl, I heard you're getting married. Heard you're getting married. Do you think you'll ever get married again? No, but if I do, I, I'm I not know. changing I my did. name. I heard but you I'm say not. that three times. And then, and then when I got so divorced, so what was your name? What was your name when you were married? Uh, my name when night. I was married was Lisa Haggerty. Haggerty, that's no good for a radio name. I know. Yeah, Dan Haggerty. Yes. Right. Grizzly yes. Adams. That, that's what it was. Grizzly yes. Adams. Yes. Ninety-three KHJ Golden. Hi, everybody. The Brad Haggerty Show for you on a Thursday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> Yeah, no, Haggerty just, is not a very graceful name for it. Just doesn't. It's just very sharp and harsh. Yeah. I, I guess like you'd want to get a first name that would kind of work with it, like like what Hal Haggerty or <laughs> Henry Haggerty. Something for a girl, alliterative. Um, Helen Haggerty. How about that? <laughs> Helen Haggerty. Hortense yeah. Haggerty. Yeah. <laughs> Hill Hildegard Haggerty. Everybody calls whore for short. Yeah. But I've been thinking. <laughs> yeah. I never had Hold a. On, I'm not Hold on, let ahead. me finish. Oh, that's so right. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I changed my name back. I changed my name when I got divorced to my family name, which is Foster, because that wasn't my maiden name. I had a stepfather. Um, so when I grew up, I was Lisa Calbrum. Never you know knew that? this. Never you knew this. Yeah. Calbrum would be a good name for a DJ. Calbrum German, very German. Hi, Calbrum so, with you. 93 KHJ. <laughs> Calbrum. Yeah. yeah. And. 
Uh, so that I didn't, and he was a horrible man. So when I got divorced, I didn't want to go back to my maiden name because uh. I didn't want that man. And then I didn't want the other man. So I just took my family name, which was Foster. So that's my, my family name. Hmm. Then when I got hired in, on radio, so with you, I was Lisa Foster. And then I was doing report, traffic reporting for a variety of stations around Seattle and they got all real territorial. And, and I, sure. I know the reason why is because ratings were always linked to the names that people would remember and write down in their little diaries back in the day when you had handwritten diaries, which nobody ever kept up on those things no but, most people who were asked to keep a radio diary would do would would forget to do it and so then right. the, the day before you're supposed to turn it in they would quickly fill it out right because you got <laughs> exactly. paid something to do it but, right uh, so, so they, the so idea would, was yeah. if they couldn't remember the call letters if they remembered my name the traffic reporter our station would get points or would whatever get credit would, yeah would get credit yeah. correct yeah. So I was Lisa Foster on King 1090, and then I was Christine Russell uh, on KISW and another station. I think on KUOW, they allowed that. Lisa Hunter. And, and Lisa Gatherer later. Kendall <laughs> Elliott was a fun persona. She was sort of a bad girl. Um, alternative rock station that cropped up. They played things like back in the day Nirvana and all yeah. you know all those sort of um, alternative rock bands. Uh, and so then you I was... needed to be a little uh, less than, than uh, yeah. nun-like to be on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was a bad girl. This is a song about a bad girl. Something that happened to me long time ago. And then, um, and I'll, I'll tell you what happened to her after you got me on your station. And then I was Muffy the Traffic Maiden on Cube 93. Muffy? <laughs> Muffy the Traffic Maiden. <laughs> yeah. So that was okay. really fun. Never knew that. Never knew Yeah. That. I'm thinking, yeah. I've never, I've always just used my own name. It's not a great DJ name, but I was never going to go with, you know. Mike Shannon or one of those ubiquitous Oh, yeah. Names. those I know. You always hear, you know, Mike Garland, Mike Shanley, uh, Joe. Yeah. these They're such jock names. Yeah. Easy yeah. to remember. Uncomplicated. Don't have to figure out how to spell it because it's basic. Right. Uh, so, but, uh, so I always went with my own name. I was toying for a while because I had heard somebody use this. Uh, Lance Boyle. I thought that was... <laughs> I thought, yeah, that, that'd be a funny name, but I ultimately who I did was, not do that. But who now I'm thinking, go ahead. The guy that um, we used to work with at Como that um, he was—I forget his first name, but his last name was Wood—and he did a morning show. Oh yeah, I love this guy. His. <laughs> do you remember what his slogan was? Yes, um, his name. Uh, what was his name? What was his? That first was his name? Mitchell. Mitch. That was his real first last name, Wood. Yeah, uh, he, he adopted another name, uh, and he was actually an engineer uh, yes. uh, at the station at Como when we worked there. But he was telling me one time that he used to be the overnight guy, and I think it was KISW. Yeah, it was a, it was a rock station, and um, and so his gosh, I can't remember his first name, but it doesn't matter. But he uh, so he he used his own name on the air, which was you know like. Larry Wood or something like that. Right. 
But but he named his radio show, and it was a morning show, mind you, called Waking Up with Wood, <laughs> which I thought was the greatest name ever. I know. I know. It's so good. But Waking Up with Wood. Waking Is up that with what wood. you're changing your name to now? No, no that's it's already <laughs> taken, but uh, I'm going to change my name. This isn't even necessarily a radio name. I just kind of like the name Wade B. Rubbottom. Wade B. Rubbottom. So okay. this is a peculiar podcast with Lisa Foster and Wade B. Rubbottom. What's the B for? Uh, I, the, to be determined. <laughs> uh, Do you have to have a B? Why can't you just be it Wade just sounds Rubbottom? More, it sounds more interesting. It makes you it sound... It sounds more sophisticated, perhaps? Sophisticated. Perhaps there's wealth in the family. Wait, it should be Wade B. Rubbottom the third, probably. Esquire. So, anyway, Esquire. think about that. Uh, I, I haven't officially decided to change to that, but it has well, an appeal. Well, not to me. I think you should stick with what you got. Okay. Why all hey, of a sudden hey, don't you like I'm your so- name anymore? Hang what's on, going Lisa, on there? I'm sorry. Hang on. I've, all right. I got to shoot down a balloon that's going over our house here. Okay, got it. That was uh, just a hot air balloon that people were up, just uh, you know, having a having some fun on a on an afternoon. I sh- probably yeah, shouldn't have shot it. Gonna, for people uh, who are going to be listening to this a couple of years later, explain what you're talking about right now. No, I just saw a balloon going overhead, and I thought, I know. Whenever but... I see a balloon, I say shoot it down. Ask yeah. questions later. Yeah, and I'm sorry I interrupted. So you were asking me why am I changing my name to Wade B. Rubbottom? Well, I'm asking you not really that. What I, I guess I'm asking that in a roundabout way. But the, yeah. the more direct question I'm asking you is why all of a sudden are you dissatisfied with your current name, or have you that always is a, been? That is a great question. Yeah, thank you for asking it. <laughs> Certainly. Um, I, uh, I don't know. I've, I, I suppose I'm just like everybody else. There are certain things, especially with the advent of videotape and film, where, where you know, think about a uh, hundred. Well, at least 150 years ago, people didn't, for the most part, get to see what they looked like. I mean, they could see themselves reflected in a in a mirror or maybe in a pond or something like that. But they didn't really get to see themselves moving around their their little ticks and habits and things like that. So I always, I think I've told you before, I wanted to change my laugh. I didn't like the way I laughed. <laughs> So, right, I, so I would that. copy other people whose laughs I admired, but I, it never quite stuck. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to do is because, I'm, as you know, I am somewhat knock-kneed. And yes. this is extremely uh, evident when I run, if I'm out jogging. I, my my feet flail out. It just doesn't look athletic or cool. You look you look like a circus clown out on the jogging trail. So I decided I wanted to change my gait too. You know, like fingerprints, they say that uh, the way you walk is as much about you and can identify you as much as your fingerprints of or of course, yeah, uh, your DNA even. It, that makes everybody sense. walks slightly different, and if you mm-hmm. study it, you'll see the differences. Mm-hmm. I've heard people yell at me, you know, from across the street, hey, Cashman, I thought that was you, just because <laughs> of the way I walk. 
<laughs> it's well, true. Yeah. I can totally, I can totally um, so, pick you out. So I wanted to change my walk, and I would, I would kind of walk on the sides of my feet so that my knock knees would appear a little more straight or even bow legged. I thought bow legged would be better than knock. <laughs> no, it's not. I was walking behind a bow legged, short bow legged woman the other day, and I thought, yeah. how unfortunate for her. I don't it, know that's if not a good look either. It's like the old joke, a bow-legged man. I saw a bow-legged man telling a knock-kneed woman to go straight home. Whatever that <laughs> joke means. Well, a bow-legged Polly and a knock-kneed Paul. A bow-legged Polly and a knock-kneed Paul. A bow-legged Polly and a knock-kneed Paul. They can't get together at all. Well, I remember in high school, my friend and I, we used to do, you know, every kid loves to do impressions, impersonations. You'd, I'd do impressions of our teachers and things like mm -hmm. that. Well, we started doing impressions of other people's walks. And we had about 12 or to 15 of them. Uh, you know, the kid named Monty <laughs> Patterson would walk a certain way. Uh, another yeah. kid would look like he was walking uphill all the time. So we'd impersonate <laughs> him. Like he was just leaning forward. Yeah, he's always leaning forward like he had a big, heavy nap knapsack on his back. But he didn't. And it, he would always be leaning forward. Uh, anyway, so that's um, that was the reason and you, I decided. And when you think about... When you think about people, like John Wayne has a really distinctive walk. Oh, that's uh, I'm right. Trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to think of some other celebrities that have a very distinctive walk. Well, they're, they're old timers and people, younger people wouldn't know who these people are. But mm -hmm. the old comics, uh, Jack Benny had a certain that's walk, kind of a squishy right. walk. Uh -huh. and Bob Hope was a very distinctive yeah. walker. I thought uh, when I was young, I thought Paul Newman had the coolest walk. Just oh, look just, just got, right. He's just got the coolest everything. Well, there that's is true. nothing, not one single problem with that man. Nothing, nothing is, everything is absolute, it's sublime. He's perf perfect. Have I, have I made my point? I think so. I have a book, oh, a new book out, relatively new, about Paul Newman. And he oh, wasn't. I have it. He wasn't that perfect. He had, it's probably like everybody oh, else. How dare but, you? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just telling you oh, this. No. Sometimes the facts are inconvenient things, aren't they? He's dreamy. He's not. He's, you're wrong. He's are you perfect. talking about me or Paul Newman right now? I'm he's confused. perfect. He's so perfect. Yeah, he was pretty cool. <sighs> I love, that's my favorite movie. Uh, if I, you say, okay, we, you got 10, you got, uh, you got an hour, two hours left to live, Cashman. Yeah. What movie what do you want to see? Cool Hand Luke. I can eat 50 eggs. Nobody can eat 50 eggs. You just said he could eat anything. You ever eat 50 eggs? Nobody ever eat 50 eggs. Hey, Babalugat, we got a bet here. My boy says he can eat 50 eggs, he can eat 50 eggs. He's cool in um, it's, uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, but The Sting also. He's super, He's very cool in The Sting. Yeah, very good. So, uh, so hang on a second. Shoot. I got to shoot down another balloon here. Okay. Oh, shoot. That was for a neighbor neighbor kid's birthday party with just a regular balloon. What are uh, you using? Uh, just I, I always keep a shotgun here in the house. Did you just sniff? A little bit. Did you yeah. just say... Men, men do that when they're really sa satisfied with themselves. Oh. They'll, they'll say something like, Yeah, I, uh, I uh, scored three touchdowns that day. 
Yeah, you got to do the sniff and then the exhalation too. And you sometimes have to add a hitch. You have to hitch up your pants. Too. Yeah, you couldn't see that right now, but I was hitching them. Yeah, sniffing yeah. and hitching. Women yeah. don't do that. We no, don't, they don't brag and have to sniff after. Mm. No, we don't say, you know what? I got a really great deal at Home Goods yesterday. I got I got this this mirror half off. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't work. You don't do it. Well, you could. You could start it. I could, but it doesn't really work. It doesn't really work. I know a girl named Cocaine Lil who lived in a house on Cocaine Hill. She had a cocaine dog and a cocaine cat who chased around the house with a cocaine rat. Won't you have a little on me, on me? Won't you have a little on me? So uh, what's going on? Okay. You know, do I seem a little depressed? And, And that's because... This is that time of year. Uh, Thanksgiving is past. Christmas yeah. is over. New Year's yep. is yeah. over, and yeah. and then Toyota Thon is over. So yeah, I get <laughs> is I do get a little done. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Don't I'll be worry. okay. And I just keep what keeps me going is knowing that Toyota Thon will happen again next year. So. Oh yeah, don't worry. It's coming I back. I it's hope. coming back. So speaking of walking, I'd like your advice on something. You've known me a long, long time. And you know 47 years. How many? 47. I'm going to say 47. (laughs) Maybe, maybe I've got that half by half. I don't know. Uh, I I just know that we first met. This is going way back for people who might have remembered our radio days, but we met, we were on an aircraft carrier, remember? And you were a midshipman, I think. And I was, (laughs) I forget what I had some rank, like I was a, I, you were a swabby something right? yeah i was swab. and uh we we they they had a radio you know on the on the boat it was for official <laughs> military business but we started doing a show on there when nobody was around nobody and uh listen and, and you yeah. do traffic remember you'd say oh looks like the ocean is wide open today <laughs> remember that yes i did I'd so, forgotten until you just reminded me. Until so that was that was that. probably in the middle of the Korean War, I think, when we first <laughs> hooked up. So it's been a long time. So hey, I, do you ever have radio dreams, like oh, radio sure. nightmares? You yeah. do still? Oh sure, yeah. I do too. Yeah, and most of the time I'm with you. <laughs> just so you know. yeah, that that adds up. Most yeah. of the time, my radio nightmares have you in them, but you have. Tossed to me for the news because I used to do news for you, which I was horrible at. Or you tossed to me for sports, which I was even worse at. Or you would toss to me for for the traffic. And my my radio dream is I have no information. I I couldn't get the computer to work. Nobody would tell me what was going on. I had no papers. Yep. That's my dream is you tossed to me and I got nothing. I got nothing and I'm just pulling it out of my ass. I'm just making it up. And you're just looking at me in my dream like, what the hell's happened? And I'm like, I don't know. I got nothing. It's a, I hate that feeling. That's my recurring radio nightmare. I got plenty of nothing. Nothing's plenty for me. I got no car. got no mule. I got no misery. What is yours? Well, I, I get the, the same thing you get. Uh, I've been in radio long enough that we used to play records, you know. That's how you would play music. And my oh, yeah, that was a long time ago. My dream is always that the record is coming to an end. Mm-hmm. I do not have another record queued up and ready to play. 
I don't have any news to read. I've misplaced <laughs> the commercials I'm supposed to do. And I'm God. in all the records. They always had fades on records and it fades and now it's silent and I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm in a complete panic. Yeah. And I, I can't even come on the air and say, uh, I don't know what to do, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I just just froze and I just freeze. And so when I went from music radio to doing a, a talk show, then I really was in a panic because I thought, I, I won't, uh, I'll just draw a blank. Yeah. All of a sudden I'll be in mid-sentence and I'll say, so there's that. And then, uh, um, uh, uh, more music, KHJ. But my more constant recurring dream now is not radio. It is that I'm in a play. And uh, I've, I've told had you that before. dream too. I'm in a play and I didn't go to rehearsal. And I don't know my lines. Is that yep, it? Exactly. Oh. It's suddenly the day of the play. Yes. I got the script and I think somehow I can memorize my part, uh, which probably is a leading part. Which in an is, hour. Which <laughs> ridic- yeah, in an hour. But not only that, when I'm trying to find the theater where we're performing, I can't find it. Oh, and I'm, God. it usually is on like a college campus or something. And I'm wandering around asking people where it is and said, Oh no, you're, you're way away. It's way on the other side of the camp. Oh, and I'm on foot, of course. Uh, yeah. So that one I get all the time. Terrible. Oh, God. Okay. Dream. So back to me. Yeah. You've known me a long time and you know how I get. And thank you, by the way, for still being my friend and loving me, even though you know how I get. Well, I, I wouldn't sometimes, say I love you. I know that my mouth's gotten me in a lot of trouble in my lifetime, and it's also made me a lot of money in my lifetime. So, but I had a situation come up. The like other when day. you say, "Hey, sailor," <laughs> you mean like that? Yes. Oh, okay. Like All right. I just wondered what you meant by <laughs> yes. how your mouth has made you a lot of money. I didn't realize how that sounded. <laughs> now that I hear it. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll just let that sit there. We'll just let that sit there. People can make up their minds. So I was out for a walk. You'd be very proud. I have walked. I walk every day. I went to, oh, I went to visit Trixie in in Coeur d'Alene, our our friend. And it was last week. It was 16 degrees out. We still went for a walk. So I'm walking every day, keeping my health up. I'm very proud. It's been a year now that I've been a daily walker. Hey, babe. Take a walk on the wild side. Said, hey, babe, take a walk on the wild side. So I'm walking up the street, and my street street? Do you walk mostly on streets? Yeah, what do you mean? I didn't know if you were a mountain walker or a street walker. So I'm just just writing this down. If there's a mountain walk, if there's a mountain, I'll walk it. But normally... You're a street walker. (laughs) Writing this down. Street walker. See, that doesn't sound good. It kind of ties back to the mouse thing a minute ago. So so you're walking. This isn't going well. So I'm walking, and I get really annoyed with people who drive fast down the street. Or which is slow. Another re- no, when they drive really fast. Or the speed limit. It's dangerous. Yeah, I get annoyed with most people. But this guy, I, and I try to just not let it bother me because I can't control it. But every once in a while, I feel like I need to be the sheriff of the world. Yeah. And I have this big walking stick. And this guy in a big truck uh, comes up the stop sign and just guns it from the stop sign. And I'm on the side of the road. 
And I, for whatever reason, I held my stick out towards his truck and I said as he's going by, I'm like, slow down! And he turned around and he followed me, Pat. And he oh. followed me. I know. Oh, I almost boy. got murdered. And he followed me up the hill. I took a left and I went up the hill and I hear this truck behind me. And he's slowing down and he goes, hey, you know, I was going the speed limit. And I said, oh, uh, I said, no, you were, you were speeding. You were going a little fast. And he just sat there with his arm hanging out of his window, you know, out this window, just staring Big hairy at arm with tattoos on it. Yeah, it was a little scary. And I thought, you know, I could sit here and argue the point and say, well, you know, when pedestrians are around, the speed limits, da, 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 and, and, and anyway. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to say, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. My mistake. And threw my hands up and just walked away, which I think was probably the best way to handle that. But I need you to tell me <laughs> not to, not to, I don't, I shouldn't be sassing complete strangers. I'm going to, it's going to, I'm going to get killed one of these days from sassing the wrong person. Well, I, I think, um, Maybe this is not really a truism, but it seems like one that that this is a more prickly time than I've ever experienced in my life. In, everybody, in society, like everybody yeah. getting along, not I mean, getting when's, along. When's the yeah. last time uh, somebody cut you off on the road <laughs> yeah. and then stopped, rolled their window down and said, I am so sorry. That was entirely my fault. Yeah. Uh, I goofed. No, they're going to flip you the bird, no matter right. who's at fault. Right. This is, this is the society we live in now. And that bird flipper could be a kid on a tricycle, for that matter. Right. Yeah, uh, they, very true. Do it. But I, uh, I would just tell you that as a general rule, do not sass back <laughs> to someone who has a gun rack uh, behind, the, behind them. I and don't know say, what came over me. I... I know it's hard to believe, but normally I keep my mouth shut, but I was just in a mood that day, and I'm like, I can't even go for a walk without some jerk in a big truck gunning it off the stop sign. And he turned around and followed me. And I'm thinking, really? Why would you do that? Why would you follow me? I don't know what he wanted from me, so I just apologized. Do you think that was the best course? I think so. Well, I think I just, this is another thing you could try. Uh, go to, Go to... Go oh, to a no. novelty store okay. and get yourself the most realistic-looking police badge that you can. Okay. And then without saying anything to the guy, when he comes up to you, rolls his window down, and you go, <laughs> just, just flash the badge. Think, you want to just move on? I think it'd be best if you just drove on. Okay, see you later. Yeah. I, something tells me... I don't know. Well, hey, hey, Mr. Policeman. I bet I can drive faster than you can. Come on, hoss, let's have some fun. Go on, shoot me with a radar gun. You look bored and I sure am. Catch me if you can. Hey, hey, Mr. Policeman. No, you did. I, don't engage. Uh, don't do well, what do you I know. I shouldn't have said anything in the first place, but it was just Well, so I mad. I uh I in my cowardly way, I mutter most things to myself in the car. Uh, yeah. Somebody's driving stupidly. Uh, I, you know, and I delight in things like the other day. Uh, it was pretty icy out here, and I was in a parking lot at a grocery store, 
And a guy decided just in his big truck, he'd just peel out and do big cookies out in the parking mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. And he slammed into a tree. Oh, my God. And I was going. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I mean, I know that's uh, Schadenfreude right there. You're like, good, good Lord, yes. And I, and of course, I'm muttering to myself, well, well, good job, moron. You know, a a lot of muttering to myself in these things. And, but that's my number one pet peeve is people who drive really fast in yeah. par- in busy parking lots. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's going to, something's bad's going to happen. A little yeah. kid's going to dart out in front of you or an old lady or, or yeah. something. So, geez, yeah. what, what is with this? When does the parking lot of a store become the Grand Prix? It's crazy. Yeah. No, I know. Now those guys, yeah. So that's I when I, I got to get myself a badge. If you're the police, where are your badges? Badges. We ain't got no badges. We don't need no badges. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. Hey, I have a question yeah. for you. Yes. Uh, first of all, did you know how difficult it is to buy adult magazines? It like in it used to be you could just go into Seven Eleven and there's the rack and they had the little modest panel up so you couldn't see. You know, the sexy girls money makers that were displayed on the cover. Right. And you could just buy them. But you can't buy them that way anymore. Did you know that? <laughs> I didn't know. I had occasion to buy some dirty magazines recently. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure you did. And they're not. I did. And well, they're I... not easy. <laughs> but would, did you just want to buy them to look at them? Or did, were you buying them to do some giggling with your friend? Or what? what was... Does it really matter why I needed them? It's none of my business. Why I needed them? I'm the story I'm telling you is that they're hard to find. So um doesn't matter why I was buying them. I just don't normally buy them, but I was buying them or lo- trying to buy them. And it's it wasn't very easy. So I finally found, you know, these shops that are they call themselves lingerie stores, but they're really dildo shops, is what they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I don't. I don't know that. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I make what? my own dildos. I don't buy. <laughs> I, don't, well, I don't. You don't have to, Pat. I'm not going to pay somebody else for it. No, you should. They're better. <laughs> well, I don't know. These are pretty good. Uh, I'm going to make you one and send it to you. Okay. <laughs> Is there a type right. of wood that you're allergic to? I want to make sure. <laughs> Any, any plastics wanna, that make you break out? I don't want a wood one. So anyway, okay. so they're they're called like these really oh I don't know very um cl- you know clean like lovers corner mm-hmm. or um, loves package store. It's just they're very there's and then you go in and it's just like holy crap there's some pretty kinky stuff in here. So I called. I was thinking, wouldn't it, wouldn't you think that would be a lovely place to work? Not a lovely place, but it'd be high up there, don't you think? Working in a little lover's corner store with all the... Um... Well, I guess it would be, and, le- and s- except that, you know, that day's going to come. Yeah. When they're going to so, say, I know you. <laughs> you, you're Lisa Foster. You used to be on the radio. 
but I saw you on in a couple of different uh, remote locations doing a show. Oh my gosh, you're working here in this porn store now? Oh, that's great. By I got to tell way, my brother. He was a big called, fan of yours. They're not, they're not called porn stores. Porn stores? <laughs> Dildo shops. Oh, oh so, yeah. sorry. That so was uh, way I out of line. I thought, so I thought I'll call these shops before I go down and see if they have dirty magazines. So, <laughs> so I, I saw, I, I saw a cartoon that said, uh, that had a picture of three martinis and one said martini. The other one said dirty martini. And then the other one has like a black strip over it that says really dirty martini. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, okay. So funny. I call, cause I just don't want to waste a trip. And I call this one lover's corner, whatever. <clears throat> and the gal answers, Oh my God, she's so depressed. She's like, lover's corner. I'm like, hi, um, <clears throat> I'm uh, just calling to see if you guys have any adult magazines. No, we, we don't have any adult magazines here. That's not something we carry. I'm like, oh, okay, well, do you have an idea where I could get any? She goes, yeah, there's a store around the corner called Lover's Package. They might have them. You can, you can try that if you want. And I said, oh, I said, thank you. That is really, thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, thanks. Have a good day. She goes, yeah, you too. Click. I mean, I thought, <laughs> God, she really hates her job. So I call the next place Yeah. and a guy answers the phone and it's the same thing. Same and tone I'm of voice? Like, yeah. I'm like, hey, hi. I just was calling before I head down to see if you guys carry any adult magazines. He's like, Yeah. We have some adult magazines. I said, okay, great. I'll be down. He goes, okay, bye. And I'm thinking, oh my God, these people should be ecstatic. They're working in, in a, in a dildo shop with all this, these pleasures around them. No, that apparently is one of the worst, most depressing jobs you can have. Hmm. And you know, you know how they often, you will often hear when you call, uh, a place and they'll put you on hold or, or you're while yeah. you're waiting they say this phone call may be monitored for, for quality control quality purposes. so so if if that guy comes across <laughs> that way to you wouldn't the general manager of the store say larry larry i gotta see a little more enthusiasm and also you're forgetting to upsell people when you got somebody on the line, you say, hey, by the way, you might be interested to know that we're having half price off this week on Joy Jelly. <laughs> you got to be upselling all the time. Okay. And you've got to be cheerful about it. Yeah, be cheerful. Love your work. People oh are calling God. you because they're happy, excited, and... Uh, or they want to be happy and they yeah. want to get excited. So right. you want to... You want to bring those people in. Our business is all about pleasure. You don't sound happy at all. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, God. And so, yeah, and then I go in and he's kind of the same, you know, just droopy-faced poor guy. Just um, Oh, so you actually saw guy. the guy behind the, uh, yeah, the boy. Yeah, so I go in and he's just, yeah, stuck behind the counter of a porn store. And I thought, yeah, that, that is actually a very depressing. <laughs> but uh yeah so i got my adult magazines and it's all good well good for you to go in there because i yeah. you know i would i've never done, gone in and purchased anything like that because yeah uh, i'd just be it's probably my catholic upbringing but i'd be i'd be sure that i was going to be busted 
the cops nope, are going to come I, I marched right in, head held high, and said, where are your dirty magazines, sir? <laughs> Said right in the back corner, ma'am. Remember and this. I, remember uh, this famous scene from a Woody Allen movie where he's trying to buy a filthy magazine, as we <laughs> as we used to call them. But he yes. thinks if I front load it by buying other items, <laughs> yes, it'll. Be, I'll just sandwich it in between, and they really won't notice. Right. Get a copy of Time magazine. And, uh, I'll take commentary in the Saturday Review. And, uh, let's see, Newsweek, I, uh, let's, let's grab one of these. Take them all. A dollar, a dollar in the corner. Hey, Ralph, how much is a copy of Orgasm? Uh, just put them in a bag, will you? What? Orgasm, this man wants to buy a copy, how much is it? Doing a sociological study on perversion, I'm up to advanced child molesting. <laughs> Anyway, so, that's it. I just well, wanted. I well, was what, surprised. That, what you that. did was not against the law, so that's perfectly no, okay. I but, wasn't asking you that. But I, you know, I'm living in Oregon now. Yeah. And uh, I just, I what, I don't know how I got on this thought, but I wanted to look up and see what kind of weird laws do they have in Oregon that uh, that are still on the books, and mm-hmm. and so. I, I did some research, and of course, as you know, research means just Googling stuff. Right, but, and believing but, what, you, what you find on Google. And I can't, I can't testify to the, uh, the genuineness and the authenticity of these things, but these are laws that are supposedly still on the books around Oregon. For example, right, it me. is against the law uh, to have a sleeping donkey Oh, this is in Arizona. It's against the law in Arizona to have a sleeping donkey in your bathtub after 7 p.m. No, that's not true. This is what I, I That's heard. ridiculous. It's also against the law to drive blindfolded in Alabama. I and, think that's illegal everywhere, don't you? Um, no, I don't think it should be. That 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 gets in, in the way of my uh, First Amendment rights. It's my freedom <laughs> of expression. <laughs> Um, okay. You can if a if you were living in Vermont, Lisa, and you mm-hmm. had fault and you you felt you needed to get false teeth. Uh huh. You had to get permission from your husband first before. You oh could get God. False teeth. Okay. Well, yeah. that that's yeah. That's okay. that wouldn't make sense, doesn't it? Because <laughs> they call those falsies. You should have to get permission from your husband for everything. <laughs> And, or your, unless you got a husband who said, "No, wait a minute, no teeth, not so fast." <laughs> Shut up, Dad! I can't believe well, you said that. I, I mean, all I meant by that was that maybe now I can just buy her pudding and soup. Uh huh. That's all okay. I meant. Keep going. In the city of Sheridan, Oregon, they outlaw expectoration on the street, sidewalks, public buildings. In other words, you can't spit. Good. Uh, I think that is so disgusting. How many women do you think have ever been picked up for that? None. No. No, It's a guy thing. We don't. Yeah. Why do guys do that? And you don't see it too much anymore, but every once in a while, you're, you know, you get out of your car, you get your little grocery bags, you're walking into QFC, and there comes a guy who spits in front of you. And that's another thing I want to sheriff, but I keep my mouth shut (laughs) because I want to go, hey! Stop spitting, you pig! But I know that's going to get me in trouble. Yeah, with pigs. Uh, A dead person cannot be required to serve on a jury. Okay, that's stupid. 
the peer review statute prohibits you from finding any details of any written or oral discussion about your medical treatment. I have no idea what you just said. In other words, you can't find out, supposedly, about your own medical treatment. Uh, You can't find out any details because it's a thing called the peer review statute, which sounds to me like we can only talk about your condition with other doctors who are peers. Where is this? Where is that? Uh, Supposedly here in Oregon. Oh. You may not bathe without wearing suitable clothing. <laughs> in, in other words, it covers one's body from neck to knee. You cannot be naked when you bathe. No man may curse while having sex with his wife. Well, now that's no fun. <laughs> What's the point? Anyone with a bad reputation is prohibited from distributing malt beverages. Uh, it's also, this is one intrigued me a lot. It's illegal to predict the future uh, in Oregon. In other words, well, every, if you what, if you drive down the street, you don't see any palm palmistry places, astrology places, fortune tellers, clairvoyance. Can't do it and, here. And, and yet, no, as I've yeah. mentioned before, you can put yeah. a TV weatherman on the screen who can tell you all kinds of crap about what's going to happen tomorrow. Here you and they, go. And with they're your not arrested. Rant. Well, uh, sorry to get back on that I again. I know you get so mad about that. No more than two people may share a single drink. Uh, women cannot wrestle in Salem. Wait, can we go back to that? Yeah. Say that one again. No more than two people may share a single drink. Well, I believe in that. In fact, I don't even think I should share my drink with anybody. That is a good law right there. Okay, that keep one your you... lips. Keep your lips off my margarita. Get your own. Uh, it is against the law for animals to have sex within the city limits. Oh, well, tell them that. I guess if you see an animal walking around smoking a cigarette, you know what they've been up to. <laughs> uh, cloth yeah. towel di- dispensers are banned from restrooms. Now, I remember getting on a Washington State ferry and seeing a sign. You don't see it all the time. But there was one where they had that cloth dispenser thing in the be- in the restroom. And it said, uh-huh. do not put your head in here. <laughs> and as, as always, anytime you see a law or a proclamation... It's because someone did it. And it was usually a boy. A boy, and he probably or... died. Sticking his... <laughs> what an inglorious obituary that would be. Pat Cashman passed away. Cashman stuck his head into one of those cloth dispensers and was strangled. And we, we told him not to, but he yeah. did it anyway. He did it anyway. It's illegal to walk down a sidewalk and knock a snake's head off with your cane. What? Mm-hmm. I'll knock a snake's head off anytime I feel like See, you're a lawbreaker. Do you have a joke today? Are we done? Yes. Dude, we... You've been yapping for God. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, wait well, wait a minute. Be- before we do that, Lisa, I've completely forgot. Oh, hang on. I got to shoot another balloon down. Oh, nuts. That was unfortunate. That was just a thought balloon. Oh, Pat. Okay, here's our closing joke. I don't have a second one, which saved, which saved me last week. No kidding. Because the first one landed like a brick, so I was well, glad I had it back. the first one, I didn't even think you were finished with. I was... <laughs> yeah. I didn't well, think there... 
Your ending did not feel like an ending to me. Yeah, sometimes it's just the delivery, and I think I let you and and our our listener down. So yeah, I'm gonna right. try to really bring it this time. Okay. okay. Here we go. A guy stuck his head into a barber shop and asked, <laughs> "How long before I can get a haircut?" The barber looked around the shop full of customers and said, uh, "About two hours." So the guy left. A few days later, same guy stuck his head in the door and said, How long before I can get a haircut? Hey, Pat. Yeah? You know what? When you started this, the joke off with a guy stuck his head in, I thought you were going to start it off with a guy stuck his head in a towel dispenser. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. Yeah. I, went right. a whole, <clears throat> I went a whole different direction. Okay, so I, the guy I stuck like his head. <laughs> I like the callback. That was really good. I know. I thought you were going to do that. Okay, so he stuck his head mm. in. Yeah, and then the first time the the barber said eh, it's gonna be about be about two hours. So then a few days later, same guy stuck his head in the door and asked, "How long before I can get a haircut?" The barber looked around the shop and said, "Uh, about three hours." So the guy left. A week later, the same guy, Lisa, stuck his head in the shop and asked, "How long before I can get a haircut?" The barber looked around the shop and said, uh, about an hour and a half. The guy left. The barber turned to a friend and said, Hey, uh, Bill, do me a favor. Would you follow that guy and see where he goes? Because he keeps asking how long he has to wait for a haircut, but then he never comes back. So a little while later, Bill did what the barber asked, and Bill came back to the shop, and he was laughing. And the barber said, so where does that guy go when he leaves? And looked up and said, Your house. <laughs> That's so good. I saw a bird who flew through the door. He mmped on the table and he mmped on the floor. He mmped on the coffee and he mmped on the tea. If I hadn't been a running, he'd have mmped on me. Won't you have a little sniff on me, on me? Won't you have a little on me thanks for listening to peculiar podcast hey goodbyes <laughs> join pat and lisa online at peculiarpodcast.com the gift that keeps on giving the whole year and on the peculiar podcast facebook fan page sweet on twitter at peculiar podcast at mr pat cashman and at foster chick join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. <laughs> <laughs>